Well, it's great to see you. I'm glad to have kids in the service this morning. And I'm going to talk to the kids, okay? Okay? I'm assuming that if I speak to the kids today, you adults will understand what I'm saying. Maybe some of you kids will have to explain it after you get home. Okay, that's a possibility. You have an outline. Everybody has an outline. You adults, give your outline to the child next to you so that the child can fill out the outline. And children, we check you at the door to see if you filled out the outline. And if you haven't, you have to sweep the whole parking lot today. No, you know I'm kidding with you. But I would like to talk to you today about two important men. And that's all in the book of Philippians. Um, one of the things I want to say is what is a true hero? A true hero does not have the urge to surpass all others at all costs, but the, the urge to serve all others, whatever the cost. And so heroes are people who serve other people. And Timothy was one of those people. Now, let me explain a very important thing about Timothy before we go any further. When you look into 2 Timothy chapter 3, Paul says this about Timothy. He said, Timothy, from the time that you were a child, you knew God's word. Let me stop right there. Boys and girls, if you have somebody who is teaching you God's word, it might be a mom, a dad, a grandmother, a granddad, it might be a teacher, it might be someone, it, it might be uh, Pastor Kurt, it might be somebody in your Sunday school class. Boy, you are very, very fortunate. When I was a boy and I grew up, I didn't have a mommy and I didn't have a dad after a while. And the result is I didn't have anybody to teach me God's word. And I had to wait until I was a full-grown man before I could learn anything about God's word. And so Timothy was a boy who from childhood, his mother and his grandmother taught him all about God's word. And Paul says in that same passage that because you know about God's word, you have wisdom and you have salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. And as a result, Timothy is going to become one of our heroes this morning. We're going to talk about Timothy and Epaphroditus. And when you get home and you're talking to your family about the sermon this morning, you can just call him Epaphy. Don't worry about Epaphroditus. That's, that's a hard word. So uh, uh, we want to talk about those two men. And Paul is going to send Timothy to Philippi, which is where this letter is going, to Philippi. And I'd like to talk a little bit about what kind of boy Timothy was. And when we see what kind of boy Timothy was, you boys and girls here might be able to say, that's the kind of person I want to be. That's the kind of person I want to be. Well, 
Timothy, first of all, was a boy with a servant's heart. He was a boy with a servant's heart. Let me read this passage for you. Paul is talking, and he says, But I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly, so that I also may be encouraged when I learn of your condition. Paul wanted to learn what was going on in Philippi. And I have no one else of kindred spirit who will genuinely be concerned for your welfare. If you're filling out your outline, circle those words, boys and girls. Timothy was genuinely concerned for the welfare of the people in that church. He had a servant's heart. He was concerned about people. And then I want you to circle these next words. For they all seek their own interests, not those of Christ Jesus. In other words, there's lots of people who are very selfish in the world. Let me explain that everybody in this room, boys and girls, adults, moms, dads, grandparents, everybody in this room is living in one of two verses. We are either living in Philippians 2.21, which says we're all selfish, or we're living in Philippians 1.21, which Paul says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So either I am a selfish person or I am a servant person who cares about the things of Jesus. And boys and girls, the best thing you can do, even at your age, is to care more about the things that Jesus cares about than the things that you care about yourself. Because if we practice caring about the things that we care about, we become selfish people. The second thing that Timothy was, he was a boy with a servant's training. He was a boy with a servant's training. And we see that in verse 22. But you know of his, he's talking to the Philippians. Paul is talking to the Philippians. He's talking to them about Timothy. You know that Timothy has a proven worth. See that? Proven. It means to be tested, to be examined. So when you're in school and you take an examination, that's to prove whether or not you learned what you were supposed to learn. And Timothy proved that he learned what he was supposed to learn. He has a proven worth that he has served with me in the furtherance of the gospel like a child serving with his father. Now, Paul calls Timothy, in 2 Timothy 1, he calls Timothy his spiritual son. I'm not sure whether that's because Paul literally led him to Christ. Uh, Paul met him on the first missionary journey, which means that Timothy might have been around 30 years old at that point. Uh, So it's more likely that Paul calls him his spiritual child because Paul was his mentor. Paul was his teacher. Paul was the one who, 
who taught him those things and taught him lots of the things that he learned to do in ministry. And it's important that Timothy had a good training. And he got that from Paul. Listen, boys and girls, I'm going to make a statement and then I'm going to have to tell you what it means. It's very important that our branches don't go out further than our roots go down. Let me say that again. It's very important that our branches don't go out further than our roots go deep. What that means is that we should never try to do anything for God without first spending time with God. What that means is that I need to know God so well, and I need to know his word so well, and I'm rooted in it so well that I will be able to go out and serve God. And so it's very important that we pray, that we read God's word, that we study God's word. And that's why, boys and girls, we have staycation. That's why we want to encourage you in the Word. And there may be one or two of you in this room today who this week, for the first time, asked Jesus to come into your life and become your Redeemer. And that's the other reason that we do what we do. The third thing that Timothy had was that he was a boy who had a servant's reward. And I want you to see, Paul says in verse 23, Therefore, I hope to send him to you immediately. Timothy was going to go to Philippi. He was going to be Paul's representative. He was going to be Paul's substitute. He was given more service and more trust because he proved himself to be a godly servant of God. And you boys and girls, as you grow up, as you come to know God better, as you come to serve the Lord Jesus more, there will come a point when the pastor will say to you, would you be an elder or would you serve? Maybe uh, Pastor Kurt will say, will you teach in this class or that class? Because the reward for being a proven servant is that God gives you more and more responsibility and uh, and. And Timothy got more and more responsibility. When you look at 2 Timothy chapter 4, you discover that Timothy actually became Paul's replacement. And Timothy ultimately became the pastor of another church, the church at Ephesus. And he pastored there a long time until he was martyred in, we think, about 97 A.D. There was a heathen parade out in the street, and Timothy went out to tell them that they were doing the wrong thing, and they stoned him to death there in the street. Timothy was, he was a boy who had a servant's mind, a servant's training, and a servant reward. Let's take a look at Epaphroditus because Paul is going to send Epaphroditus back to the Philippians. So what kind of man was Epaphroditus? Remember, Epaphroditus was at the church in Philippi and the church in Philippi took an offering for Paul and Epaphroditus 
volunteered to take it to Rome where Paul was in prison and give it to the Apostle Paul so Paul would have enough money to do the things he needed to do. And so now, Paul is, and, and another important thing is that while Epaphroditus was in Rome, he got sick. And he got so sick that he almost died. And the people in Philippi, when they heard about that, were worried about Epaphroditus. And we're going to find out that Epaphroditus was worried about them and what they were thinking about him. And so, Epaphroditus. First of all, he was a balanced Christian. He was a balanced Christian. Let's look at verse 25. But I thought it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus. Notice these descriptions. My brother, my fellow worker, my fellow soldier, messenger, and minister. Epaphroditus was all of those things. You know what that means? That means that Epaphroditus was able to minister at different levels. See, he was balanced. He was a guy who could preach to adults and he could talk to children and he could do all of those different things. And I'm not so good at that kind of thing. Now, I, I do better when I'm preaching to adults all the time. But boys and girls, what we do a lot of times is that God calls us to do things that we don't think we can do. God calls us to do things that we're not uh, inside feeling good about doing, but sometimes we have to try it and do it anyway. And Epaphroditus became all of these things. He took risks to get the money to Paul. Uh, He volunteered. It was dangerous. And in our churches today, I think it's very important that we have fewer spectators and more participants in the churches today. And so uh, the second thing that Epaphroditus was is that he was a burdened Christian. And I want you to see what he says in verse 26. Because he was longing for you all. See that? He was burdened for the church in Philippi. He had friends there, probably had family there. And he was burdened for those people. And he longed for them and was distressed because you heard that he was sick. He didn't want you to be worrying about him. See the word distress? Circle that word. It's an important word. It's the same word that's used in Matthew 26, 27, when the Lord Jesus chose a few of his disciples and went into the Garden of Gethsemane. It says Jesus was distressed. And that's the kind of man that Epaphroditus was. He was a man who was burdened for people. Boys and girls, let me explain to you. People are the second most important thing in the universe. There's only two things that will last on this planet. God's word and people. And the more we invest in people, the better we will be. So as you grow up, find out ways to minister and to serve people. And the third thing that Epaphroditus was, was that he was a blessed Christian. Let's look at verses 28 to 30. 
Therefore, I have sent him all the more eagerly in order that when you see him again, you may rejoice and I may be less concerned about you. Therefore, receive him in the Lord with all joy and hold men like him in high regard. Now, what that means is that Paul is saying to the Philippian church, respect men like that, honor men like that, Uh, love men like that. These are men that ought to be honored. We have lots of men in our church here that we honor and we hold in high regard. And that's what what he told the church to do because he said, make sure that you understand that Epaphroditus blesses people. He blesses people. He was a blessing to the Apostle Paul. He was a blessing to the church in Philippi. And look at here. All these years later, here in Northwest Hills, this morning, he is being a blessing to us because we're learning about the kind of man that he is, and boys and girls, the kind of person that you will want to be in order to walk with God. So Epaphroditus was a balanced Christian. He was a burdened Christian. He was a blessed Christian. These men were servants of the Lord. One of our previous U.S. presidents said this. He said, my faith demands that I do whatever I can, whenever I can, wherever I can, for as long as I can. This is the kind of man who is a man of character. Character is what you are on the inside. And and what we want as we teach you, as we train you, as we take you through Sunday school, as we uh, uh, go through these processes like staycation, our goal is to develop and strengthen the person inside of you, your character. There, was a, there is a great football coach named Tony Dungy. And Tony Dungy was for many years the coach of the Indianapolis Colts. And Tony Dungy was very interested in character. And when he would go to the NFL draft, he would have a piece of paper that would be an evaluation sheet. And one of the evaluation categories on that sheet was called DNDC. And it meant do not draft because of character. And if there was a boy who was in the draft that Tony Dungy did not think had good character, he wouldn't draft him. And Tony Dungy passed up a lot of first-round draft picks because they didn't have the character that he could respect. Now, in just a moment, boys and girls, we're going to take communion. All of you adults, you know about this. You know that the bread represents the broken body of Jesus and the cup represents the shed blood of Jesus. And boys and girls, you can take communion. If you have asked Christ to come into your life, if you have asked him to be your Savior, 
then you can take communion too. And adults, you can help them do that. You can ask the, the adult next to you, boys and girls, to help you take communion. But when you do that, the Bible also says we should examine ourselves. And you know, we just want to examine ourselves for today because tomorrow morning we'll have to examine ourselves again. And so God says, examine yourself. Make sure that your character is what it ought to be. Make sure that the person inside is the person that God wants wants it to be before you take communion. And you will be able to take communion along with the rest of us. Let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, thank you today for Timothy and Epaphroditus. Thank you that Timothy, from a young age, a boy, knew the scriptures. And I pray for our boys and girls that they will know the scriptures, that they will get wisdom from the scriptures, and that they will possess salvation from the scriptures. So, Father, today we come to you remembering that Jesus gave his life on the cross and rose again from the dead so that we could be saved. We're going to sing in just a moment. Because of your love, my sins are all washed away. Thank you for that incredible truth. And help us all, Father, to understand it, grasp it, embrace it, and love it. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.